the uh, midweek Bible study, and uh, just want to look in Romans chapter number one this evening. Uh, really, really short, nothing too specific, nothing too deep, something really short. Three quick thoughts I want to give you and think about and consider throughout our week. Need to be refueled and regenerated, uh, and I believe this word can do that for us in, in taking a second. That's my thought this evening is taking a second. So gracious and thankful that God's given us this opportunity to gather together, uh, even though it's over uh, the, the podcast platform, but we're excited for what he's going to do and looking forward to when we can uh, continue uh, one with another um, in service. But um, tonight we're just going to study and look from Romans chapter 1. The Bible says in verse number 1, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated under the gospel of God, which he had promised afore by his prophets in the Holy Scriptures, concerning his son, Jesus Christ our Lord, which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh, and declared to be the Son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead, by whom we have received grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith among all nations, for his name, among whom are ye also the call of Jesus Christ. To all that be in Rome, beloved of, of God, called to be saints, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse number 8, First I thank my God Jesus, through Jesus Christ for you all, that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. For God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his Son, that without ceasing I make mention of you always in my prayers, making request if by any means now at length I may, might have a prosperous journey by the will of God to come unto you. Now I want us to think for just a moment on the thought of take a second. Take a second. You know, we in our recent days with the uh, introduction of this, this virus, coronavirus, COVID-19, we have found uh, a lot of time to catch up on things that really uh, we, we oftentimes let pass by. I don't know about you, but I've had more time to do things around the house. I've had more time to do things uh, that, that I've been needing to do and been putting aside because the, the opportunity has, has went away, unfortunately, uh, to go out and just go and do as I please. Um, some of that is good. Some of that's bad. We can't just go to a restaurant every night. We can't just uh, watch whatever, we'll, you know, sports on TV. We can't just fill our time with things that, uh, you know, things that are, are distracting to our mind, but we're actually able to get some time uh, together. I don't know about you, but I've spent more time in study with the Lord. I've spent more time in my Bible. I've spent some more time in prayer. Uh, just because I don't have as many distractions, I don't have any, as many things that can get in the way and as many things that can, can keep me from doing what I need to do on my daily walk. And so as I was reading through this uh, the scripture here, it brought me back to a message that I had preached a few years ago during Christmas time. And I, I preached the message, take a second. 
That's what I want to think of tonight. Take a second. Now, uh, as I was just saying, I believe that we've all found a little bit uh, more time than what we were uh, used to. We've all found a little bit more time than, than, than what we had before because, the, uh, like I said, the, the way the world's going right now, uh, most places are closed and there's not opportunities to get out and do as we used to. Uh, you can't just go into certain businesses and can't go into restaurants, but everything is uh, set up in a, in a different way. It's set up in a different uh, a standard. Is set up to a, a different plan. I know even in my, my own career, uh, my, my career as itself has changed uh, more than I could even imagine, more than I can understand. The way that in just a moment, in just a few days, in just a few weeks, in just a month, how that, that everyone's life can be completely changed. That our, our, our way of doing things can go upside down our daily norm can, can, can flip over and, and, and everything that we do and everything that we are each and every day, day in, day out, can just completely change. And so it's during this time where I, I've found more time to, to be with the Lord and, and I've actually been convicted about how I, I get in such a hurry, I, I get in such a, a rush in my career, I get in such a rush in my job and it can get to the point where uh, you just lose your joy, you just lose your happiness and, and, and it makes it difficult and, and it gets frustrating because I just can't find the time to do what I need to do. But I'd say with this time that I've found recently, I've challenged myself, and I'll say to you, take a second, three places from here in Romans that we will find. Take a second. First, let's take a second at the crib. Verse number uh, three says, uh, concerning his son Jesus Christ our Lord, which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh. The, the, and that's referring to the, the birth of Christ. And I say that in these trying times and in this frustration and in this, uh, this, this time where we don't know what's going to happen next, we don't know what's going to come tomorrow. I've heard rules and things have changed about church and, and how we can gather together. And in these times, I, I think, man, what, what are we going to do? How are we going to continue? It all goes back to the birth of Jesus. And it says there in verse 2 in Romans 1, it says, or verse number 1, let's look at verse 1 first. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated into the gospel of God. Verse number 2, and this is Paul's salutation to the Romans. He's actually going back to, to the crib of Christ first. He says, which he had promised before by his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. You know, I, it gives me comfort because it's easy to get concerned. It's easy to get uh, uh, scared about something. It's easy to, to, to feel like that there's, uh, there, there's no hope or there's no way out of this situation. It's easy to think, oh, my goodness, I, I'm going to go out and, and, and catch this virus or this or that or happen. But, but it takes me back to the time and the thought that uh, years and years before, before the foundation of the earth, God knew that his son would come and would be born of a virgin named Mary into an imperfect, into an immoral, into an ungodly world. God knew that all those years ago. And here he is in this situation, Paul, and he says, he, he brings up that remembrance, which he had promised afore by his prophets in the Holy Scriptures, concerning his son Jesus Christ, our Lord, which was made the seed of David according to the flesh. God did a few things through the birth of Jesus. He fulfilled the promise of the prophets that he would send a Savior. He fulfilled that promise. And then he fulfilled the promise that he would send a Savior to be born of a virgin. 
And he said also that that child would not only come, be born, not only would be born of a virgin, but also would be, would be uh, born out of the lineage of David. And we find that to be true. Don't you think and don't you believe that a God that can preordain, we can't even comprehend how long ago it was. We can't comprehend God before uh, Genesis. We can't comprehend uh, God before he created the earth. But that long ago, he preordained, he predestined Jesus to be born and he fulfilled every promise he ever made about the birth of Christ that he made all those years ago. Don't you think a God that does that, a God that can fulfill that promise, don't you think, don't you believe that he could bring us through something like what we're dealing with in our country right now? We looked at the crib of Christ. We looked at the crib of Christ. And we will next look in verse number four. We took a second at the crib and we thought about God can predestine that to happen. He can control tomorrow. He can control today. He can control yesterday. But we have a promise, we have hope through the cross. Take a second next at the cross, verse number four, and declare to be the Son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. Now God knew when he sent his son, when that son was born, he was born to a virgin, he knew that Jesus would grow up and Jesus would be killed and slain upon a cross and that he would die a death that's unimaginable bearing the burden of sin for the entire world, taking on more than we could ever imagine, carry your cross, carry my cross, bearing my burdens, bearing my sin on his back. And he was beat, he was battered, he was bruised beyond recognition. And he did that for you and for me. I find it easy to take a situation such as what's going on in the world and find hope and solace in the fact that the cross promises me something important. The cross promises me that I can have eternal life. And it's not the death of Christ as much as it is the resurrection. It says, and declared to be the Son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. It's that that proved Jesus to be the Son of God. No man had ever got up and walked out of the grave without the power of God on him. No man ever got up. Lazarus didn't get up and, and walk out alive after being dead in the grave because of his own power. It was God, it was God through Jesus. But Jesus his, himself got up. Jesus, through his power, got the keys to death, hell, and the grave. And he conquered death. He arose. He fulfilled the law. And he opened grace to you and grace to I. Gentiles and those that shouldn't have any part, can have part. He wants us. He wants the imperfect. He wants the ungodly. ungodly. He wants those that are not religious. He wants to make us into something. And to take a second at the cross, I think it's important to understand and know that at the cross we have a promise of tomorrow. He'd already 
died and arose thousands of years before the coronavirus ever came onto the scene. He died all those years ago. He arose and he ascended to heaven in preparation for one thing. We took a second at the crib. We took a second at the cross. And I want to think about one more thought and I'll be done. Take a second at the second coming of Christ. Think about his birth. Think about his death and his resurrection. But think about the second coming of Christ. That's what wraps it all up. Without the birth and the death, resurrection of Christ, it would not be possible to have a second coming for his children. It, would, it just wouldn't be possible. It, his his journey to the earth would be his first coming. But his second coming, what is he doing? He's on his way to get his children and take his children out of this old, sin-sick, wretched world. I desire that. I need that. Promise that he will return. Now, I'm not ready to get up and go yet. I've got things I'm excited about, but if he were to return right now, my heart's in line my life's ready. I'm prepared to go. I'm afraid that so many, and I've seen Christians in this situation really not handling this the best way, but through this wild situation that we're dealing with, with the coronavirus and everything, I have seen Christians that haven't handled this the right way. Even saved people, some saved folks haven't handled this the right way. Oh, but I couldn't imagine being a lost person, someone who didn't know Jesus, didn't have the promise in my heart and my life that I could take part in heaven, that I had somewhere to go after I left this old, old earth if, if I was to shrivel up and die. I couldn't imagine living with the fact to think that I could catch a deadly virus or I could hit, get hit by a car or I could die in my sleep. I couldn't live knowing what I know, that Christ is returning. And if he doesn't return before I die, when I die, I'll stand before him and answer for the wrongs that I've done. Take this time. Take a second at the crib. Take a second at the cross. And take a second at the second coming of Christ. It's imminent. He said when he ascended to heaven that he was on his way back. And I believe that's true. Thank you for your time.